0: This is what happens when the adults leave the kids at home, alone.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. We are on episode 448. This is being filmed, or at least recorded, on May 3rd, 2017. I'm Josh Walrath, And I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. And we're all you've got tonight. I mean, we got Alex. Hello. He's the voice in the background. Yes, the voice. I like his haircut, though. I like it's sharp. Do you polish that as much as I polish mine?
0: No polishing needed. It's just naturally that way.
1: Wow. I'm that awesome. Some people are blessed. <laughs> <sighs> as you may well or well not know, it is only Jeremy, myself, and Alex because Ryan, Alan, and Ken have all left the building. In one case, one has left the country. He's he, he's busy recovering from uh, May Day, Day in County. Paris. He went out and dressed in black and masks and started some fires. I'm, I'm sure his visa will be revoked shortly, but for the time being, he's he's enjoying the, the neighborhood surrendering to him. So, That's uh, and thankfully, Marie well, Le Pen didn't catch him. Yet. But anyway, we're what you got. Uh, you know, if you want to talk to us or email us, you can email at podcast at pcper.com. You can watch this and other reruns at pcpur.com slash podcast. You can see the fine list of, of invigorating, illuminating shows that we have done in the past. And maybe I'm really talking about one or two of them. Otherwise, it's just dross. You can just place about 100 dead. of them together. Boy, that would, you'd that would actually be get just some cold. And maybe even eyes. No, no, just 30 second bits. Hopefully, <laughs> not even complete sentence. At
2: that <laughs> oh, point, you'd get some cold. you
1: just muttly laugh <laughs> the entire time. Uh, you can follow us at twitter.com slash Ryan Shroud or twitter.com slash PC per. I'm twitter.com slash Josh D. Jeremy, you've got a Twitter account, don't you? I'm just Jeremy Helstrom. I'm sure you are. At Twitter.com. You know what? If, if you really want to expose yourself to this kind of drivel, and you have not signed up for our email yet, you can do so. Uh, you can get notified by our spam list when we go live. Uh, typically, this is right before podcasts. It's before special events like uh, Tom Peterson coming on. Uh, I think we may have some other guys from the other side coming on later on in uh, a couple of months here. You need to keep track of it because uh, usually they talk about a lot of stuff, and often there are giveaways. So uh, this will not be distributed to anyone else. There's a little privacy thing there. And, uh, yeah, this is only for use by the PC per people and the fine people at Google Drive and documents. That that's not true. Just us. Um yeah, none of us have quite clicked that link yet. We have not clicked that link, but I've known two people who have. I know several. We had the same yeah. note. Yeah, well, well luckily thing. one guy had uh double authentication. Good two-step sure. authentication. These smart kids. Yeah, practice Always safe surfing. That. Double authenticate. Yes, do it. Uh, you know what? If you really like the products that we deliver on a daily and weekly basis, you might want to consider donating to the Patreon because the more money we receive, the more often I get to be away from work and the more often I can say and name things online. Or perhaps you know hire more writers get more content up Uh, when you have different pledges uh, you get uh, little gifties and nice things that uh, Ryan has allowed and such as uh, uh, private links to uh, playbacks of the pre-show and other such things Um, I was about 50 pounds heavier in that shot uh, just so you know okay not really but yeah, join the Patreon, throw some money at us, and you know what? We'll throw you content in return.
0: Hey, content. Sure.
1: Content. Some good. of it might even be quality. <laughs> Maybe. do on it, though. No. But anyway. Uh, you know, something that was uh, kind of fun that happened last week, Ryan and I were in England. We uh, got to visit the nice people of Arm in Cambridge talked about many things that eventually you'll find out um but we decided that we would spend one night in paris no that's that's a terrible movie um we we spent a night in london and uh, we had a pc perspective meetup at a very nice bar there at the hotel we were staying at About 25 people showed up. We were quite surprised by that amount of people, especially getting into central London is not always easy in the evening, as far as I know. So we had about, again, 20, 25 folks. Um, You know, I never got to see a whole lot of London. We were just driving through, got to the hotel. I checked into my room, ran upstairs, went to the bathroom, freshened my face, powdered it. Uh, and then uh went downstairs and uh, joined the fun, and we had a great time with all the folks who showed up. Sorry for all those who uh, who were not on, un- who were not able to make it. Arm sponsored the party, so there was lots of free drinks. There was uh, canopies, canapes. How do you pronounce that? Canapay. Canape. Canape.
2: Also pronounced. Pay-a-pay. Wait, was that fish? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. No, it was not. I
2: hope that was because oh, yeah, it, uh,
1: it was a good time. Um, the, the alcohol flowed. There was much talk. Uh, Dom from uh, Mobile Tech Talk, he showed up. Uh, he had actually a couple of interesting little things. Ryan had two Chromebooks passed around. Uh, they will be given away. I think that uh, that uh, giveaway has closed. I'm not sure if there's been winners announced. I've been head down in work since I got back and it's been miserable. I mean, I like my work, but it's just a lot of stuff catching up. So yeah, that was London in a nutshell. It was a fantastic time. We hope that sometime to be able to do it again in the future. Um, I believe here in this next month, I'm planning on uh, having uh, another meetup down in Fort Collins. Uh, Details are still sketchy, but uh, we'll see what we can do to, uh, you know, be able to spread the love, if you will. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for joining us. Pcperspective.com. Blah, blah, blah. Hooray. No? Yeah. No, you're you're not that uh, you're not that lucky. We have news and a couple of reviews. Uh, the first review up is the Mesh Wi-Fi Performance Benchmarks, Eero versus Google Wi-Fi versus Amplify HD. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Mesh networks are not like single Wi-Fi and repeaters, it's a little bit more complex than that. Yes or no? This is true.
2: Like essentially they're programmed to be able to hand off more effectively. Uh in some cases, as the review shows, there was one that was not actually doing that properly. And uh a, a lot of just signal uh checking like a lot of error correction, so that you know you're not just throwing a repeater in and garbage keeps getting spread further and further this helps out a little bit but for the most part it's just a really easy way to extend a wi-fi signal throughout your house without wiring without having problems with repeaters and for the most part line of sight these are a little bit better at that Although um, of the three models that uh, Jim tested out, we've got the Eero, Google Wi-Fi, and Amplify HD. They're trying to get—I'm trying to get the uh, pictures matched up correctly here. So the first one was the Eero, um, which looked just essentially like three different tablets. Uh, you plug one in with your Ethernet; it will now m- uh, notice that that's the WAN port. And now happily rebroadcast out to the others. It does have a wire on it if you want to be passing through to another device that's wired up. The Google Wi-Fi uh, looks like some aspirin—two uh, tablets sitting on top of each other. Uh, again, the same sort of an idea, uh, but with some added sort of interface features that made it a little bit easier uh, to be able to get at what. Uh, Is going on inside the devices. And lastly, we had the Amplify HD, which has a cube shaped primary one, uh, big enough that there's a little LCD display on the front that will show time, just sort of, you know, basic handy things. It's also got a very, very basic web interface. So if you can't, for whatever reason, get at it through your cell phone, through your network, you you can poke and prod a little bit uh, at some basic settings and some really weird secondary stations. So the antennas, uh, will sit somewhere. Uh, you plug them in, but you'll, you'll see that the top bit is actually magnetically connected via the ball. Uh, and so you can disconnect them. The one thing that, uh, Jim had found out is that, well, they're, they're stuck there fairly well, if you got kids. You're never going to see these again because they pop off just easily and away you can walk them. Uh, A dog's tail would probably knock one off as well, but at the same point, it is a little bit better than having it break in half. So we did some testing uh, with all three of them, and for the most part, uh, they were very, very similar, except in the case of Google's uh, Wi-Fi. Now, when he was running his meshed tests, he found that, uh, in some cases, as he walked around, once he hit the third, fourth, and fifth location where he's far away from the base signal and doesn't necessarily have the best shot, uh, at one of these secondary stations, it died completely. He looked into it, played around with the settings and realized that the handoff was not going cleanly. So the other two devices, the uh, Eero and uh, Amplify HD, no problems whatsoever. The second that one of the secondary or tertiary signal became stronger, it dropped the initial one, moved to the current one. With the Google Wi-Fi, it sort of picked one it liked and it didn't want to let go of it. So he ran into some issues. Once he ran the tests again, disconnecting cleanly and reconnecting, for the most part, the, uh, results were pretty much straight across the board. Although Google was still a little bit slower than the other two. So hopefully that's something that's going to be fixed. Uh, it's, it's obviously a software issue as opposed to a hardware issue. So it's totally repairable. And he also tried it, uh, doing the backhaul tests. And again, pretty much exactly what he was seeing previous. You you plug it in and you're going to get some good solid connections. Uh, The pricing, if I can find the right page, uh, is interesting. So in each case, you get a three pack: being a base station and two secondary stations. So the Arrow is going to run you just short of four hundred dollars. The Amplify at three hundred and forty, and the Google Wi-Fi is about three hundred. On the other hand, trying to wire your house is going to be significantly more expensive. Uh, Ryan and a couple of the guys have done stuff with uh, Ethernet over power, which has worked okay, but again, you're not necessarily getting the same flexibility as you do with the mesh systems. So overall, uh, Jim really did say that uh, apart from the fact that Google Wi-Fi, just it's not stable or it's maybe got uh, relationships issues and just doesn't want to let go when it should. But of all three of them, it's handy and body convenient. And at the end of the day, uh, he would say, go with the amplifies favor as it's just more responsive. You get uh, good accuracy on any of the reports that are going. And the other thing is that because it's the, the larger box one, you've got four wired parts, sitting on it, so it's easy to get a a router going in if you want to set up a secondary network for your IoT crap, or you just need a plug for whatever reason because Wi-Fi is being annoying. It's it's interesting. I think we're still not quite the very beginning of mesh networking, but it's still definitely early days. There's not that many competitors, and it's a bit of a niche, so the price points are maybe a little bit higher than you'd want especially if you're looking at uh, a larger property where you want to extend it further and you're getting a third or a fourth secondary station, it can add up. So, I mean, if this is the sort of thing you're looking for, take a look at the review. There, There's some good data in there and a really strong conclusion as to which one you should go with, even if it is a little more expensive, which is, you know, not shocking at all.
1: Yeah. Wireless is, is nice that, you know, Wireless that works well—it's a handy thing. Doesn't work well, makes you pissed. I guess the uh, Eros is uh, the price of sanity, in many cases. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta plug each of those uh, uh, units into a wired Ethernet. So the handiness goes down dramatically when you start thinking of wiring like a yeah. 120-year-old house again. So, moving along, the Corsair One Pro review can has taken a look at this monstrosity, and it kind of is. It's a neat, neat looking all-in-one that is pre-built, um, featuring high-end components. It's kind of got the whole Tron look, uh, their angles and and some neon lighting, and and it, the it does uh, have a nice this, glow to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a cool looking thing and it's only 12 liters which is what one and a half gallons maybe three i don't know i didn't pour anything but yeah (laughs) yeah but anyhow uh it's it's based on some pretty high-end parts a 7700k cpu gtx 1080 it's got plenty of memory it's a uh, custom msi motherboard um you Know 960 gigabyte force LE that's that's handy. Uh, interestingly enough, it's a small form factor 400 watt 80 plus gold um power supply. Which, if you kind of look at it, I guess that that you know the GTX 1080 is not pushing real high power. 7700K is a what 93 watt TDP, so you know it's pulling maybe 100 watts at, at most um you know it's it's not uh, it's a not very crazy small space yeah it it comes in a very small space but it's 2300 bucks it's, oh yeah it's you pay for what you get there i mean it's nice stuff but if you were to build one yourself you'd be looking probably around 1500 to 1900 depending on all the different components you've done, but this is you know an all-in-one. This is this is a small form factor. It's twelve liters, for goodness' sakes. Uh, it's stylish. It, it would fit a in a glow. bread box. It would fit uh, in a bread box. I don't know if it would or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's a neat looking part. Ken uh, reviewed it. Uh, performance is is right in line. With what you expect, it's a solid gaming system. The only one real issue that they had, if you can go back to that picture, is that uh, when they put it together, if you look at this picture, you'll notice an issue. That's right, they didn't quite get those tabs in there as they should have, and they are poking mm-hmm. into the USB port, which is problematic. Just two port, my God. Yeah, PS2 port, couple of USB 2.0. It's VR ready. It's got three super uh, speed USB and a Type C, so it's nice there. But uh, overall, um, I mean, Corsair has has done a really nice job packaging all these parts. It's a you know, it's still a pretty. It's not super high end, but it's a high end gaming machine. It performed well in the variety of tests that they've done, and the packaging and and uh, support and all that. Is really really good, and so you know it performs like where you're supposed to be, but you're paying three to four hundred dollars extra to to get this kind of performance. But again, it's it is a unique solution. Uh, apparently, it runs fairly cool. The water uh, the the graphics card is actually water cooled in this, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know it's a neat product. If if you decide to be able to spend that kind of money on something like this. But Corsair, they're they're good with support. They make solid products. And uh, you know, I'd have no problems at all owning one of these. Except, of course, I I probably wouldn't because I just want to build myself something in a big box. Something that can handle maybe forty eight liters. <laughs> yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Any other comments about that, Jeremy? Alex? Uh, Well, the tech
2: report was a little braver than Ken and did crack it open because one of the things that Coursera sort of said is that, well, it is a complete unit, works, don't necessarily stick your fingers into it. They did say it is user serviceable. And so they cracked it open and as you'd expect, I mean, it is crammed full. It, it's a lot to fit in that thing, even with the SFX power supply and the GTX 1080. that's a huge volume of space right there. When you crack it open, uh, the, the hoses from the radiators don't let you fully get it open. So you'd actually need to completely remove part of that to be able to get at everything. And the one upgradable part that is, is there's an empty M.2 slot inside there. You've actually got to remove the video cart with water cooling to be able to get at, to install it. So while it is it is serviceable, you're going to want to plan in your afternoon. Okay, that, that's the end of it once they pop the uh, cooling off. And if you scroll down a little bit, you can see. Yeah. So there's the radiator, bit of the GPU.
1: But again, huh. it, because you look it, at all those cables attaching attaching the 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 motherboard outputs and video card stuff yep. to the outside. Yeah,
2: no, it, It's neat. You look at it and once you start thinking about it, it's like, yeah, that's impressive engineering. And it's going to be hard to fit all those screws back in if you take it apart. <laughs> the,
0: the, the one thing I did notice when I was moving around the studio here, it's a lot heavier than it Well it's almost eight kilos, isn't it? It yeah, it's it's got some heft to it. There's a lot of metal in it. The only thing I can think of is it looks like it would probably need to be cleaned pretty often. If you have any pets, might be a problem, but it looks like it tears down pretty easy. No, you take it to the gas
2: station, pump the PSI up on the tire pump, and just (laughs) lower. Blow Blow away.
1: (laughs) Should be fine. Let's spin those Let's spin those fans and, and, you know, do some induction. Yeah, see if we can get some voltage going back into the motherboard for a change.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Actually, those VRMs. Good Good idea. idea. Yeah,
1: handy, handy doing that. Uh, Those are the only reviews. Uh, It's been kind of crazy with myself and Ryan being gone, and we've got all kinds of stuff coming up. It's not even funny, but. um, You're going to get it up soon tonight, aren't you? Oh, no. you got too tired too much soon. beer what
2: yeah fair enough
1: anyway we were just on the brink of releasing nope nope i've, I've been working on some arm stuff yeah. and uh yeah it's not anywhere near being released hopefully tomorrow oh. yeah yeah i was i i i spent three extra hours at work that i was not expecting to be so that yeah. kind of Kind of screwed any kind of writing this evening, but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're on to news. Slow down there, partner. Maybe wait for Microsoft to push out the creator's edition. What is this about, Jeremy? Uh, it's about a
2: Windows update because they're very excited and everyone wants to talk about them. I and I just went through it today because it was supposed to kick off at one and since it was still going when I got home, obviously it didn't. But the thing is that with the Windows 10 creators update, you've been able to download the image and install from scratch or do the update manually because it hadn't been pushed out to you yet by Microsoft for a reason. Uh, And that reason would be that as they push it out to more and more systems, they find more and more fail states and fix that, which is broken so with a bunch of people they're running into and it the the most ironic thing is it it's bloody vista all over again because it's driver problems it's drivers that aren't compatible but at a system level so as opposed to just my peripheral ain't working quite right doctor it's boop i'm sorry i can't boot because something's not firing up and i'm very unhappy about this so it's becoming less and less of an issue as more and more get pushed out. Thank you for removing my NVIDIA driver and replacing it with Catalyst again. I want to figure that one out, but they're going to figure this out that there's enough uh, metrics going back that they see these fail states, they see the errors and it's going to be being applied to a more and more broad uh, categories of hardware because unlike Mac users, we're all nut bars with a bizarre assortment of ingredients underneath our desks. It's not, the same hardware in every system and it is a bit of a nightmare to support as both josh and i know personally and i think a lot of people watching probably have already encountered as well so yeah,
1: there was few, one nice you want to uh, upgrade
2: one,
1: yeah there was one nice issue that uh that we had that I, I got to experience with is that a guy loaded on a bunch of programs on a brand new install he restarted once and logged back in in 30 seconds later it it just shut down i mean it didn't blue screen anything it just it just did the round circle shut down and it shut down you log back in again 30 seconds later it shut down good night and we had no idea what was doing. we disabled all kinds we don't have of things. time to fire
2: up event viewer so what are you going to do
1: yeah yeah so uh yeah it was ended up just wiping it and reinstalling and, and hoping it doesn't oh. show up again. So, yeah, this has not been, you know, Windows 10 has been really kind of interesting. It's it's like Vista on steroids. Yep. And Vista was not a positive thing. But oh. it sure as hell was seemingly a lot more stable than Windows 10. So, uh, you know, we made the mistake. Oh, I, I of, think of you've got rose-colored glasses on there. Okay, it Vista was pretty crappy. Was not that stable
2: for a long time. It, yeah, it got after, better.
1: It's been out for almost two years now. Windows 10, and they have these kind of issues with major updates. Vista, at least, had I not disagree with. That made it better. Yes, and better. It wasn't great, but it was workable. It wasn't Windows 7? Damn it, it was workable.
2: It went from like non-name brand macaroni and cheese to craft dinner. It got a little better, but it's still not that good for you.
1: No, no. But anyhow. uh, Moving along. Microsoft announces Windows 10 S for education. And this is bundled with a new Surface, right? Yep. Yeah, Yeah. so Microsoft, Uh, they had a big deal, and Sebastian covered this uh, pretty extensively. It's a new Surface uh, book, and it's uh, pretty shiny. And apparently there's some, there you go. That's better. But when does 190 is... bucks
2: is what's that? 190 bucks for the hardware is, is, is worth knowing. Cause that's what they're aiming at. Yeah. You yeah. paid 200 bucks for it, kids. So expect 200 bucks,
1: but isn't this like 999 bucks?
2: Well, one of them starts like you can get more expensive versions. Ah, but the education one? Yeah, the Core i5 model. These not all Core
1: i5s. Hmm. I don't know enough here. The problem with, with Windows 10 S is that it is limited to Windows market apps, correct?
2: You are correct.
1: Unless yeah. you pay
2: extra to get that box unchecked.
1: Yes, so it's free until december thirty first to get that box unchecked to upgrade. But after that, you have to pay fifty bucks to get the uh, higher version of OS so you can run things other than what's in the Windows marketplace, which is interesting. But is it that far off from like Chrome OS? I mean, Chrome OS has no. apps that you get from their marketplace. Yep.
2: And they've yeah. got the dirt cheap model, and they've got the shiny, why are you charging me this much for this thing model? <laughs> and the, the surfaces proved to be, like, when it first came I I was agreeing with the CEOs of MSI and Acer and Asus saying, you know, you sell us software, don't Take away from our hardware. What are you doing? And well, no, it's 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 a it's a model just to see if this would work. And I thought, yeah, it's not going to work. I was wrong. The Surface is taken off. The surface is a decent product, and they've had some missteps uh, with the Windows RT uh, and the ARM powered ones that didn't really run Office all that well, and the Windows S just. Honestly, it confuses me because there's a lot of people who are going to pick it up and it's going to be like the original netbooks where, oh, it's a cheap computer. Well, it's cheap. Technically, it's a computer, but you're going to be disappointed. And I think a lot of people are going to run into that with Windows S because they're not going to realize. They're not going to read the sites to say, oh, well, I've got to pay 50 bucks in the next couple of months to be able to upgrade come January I'm stuck with this thing and by January you probably already hate it already unless you know you're just looking for an overblown cell phone it's I don't know a lot of Microsoft's marketing right now just confuses me utterly and this is just another one where I I, I keep reading into it thinking I've got to be missing something and it's no this is just okay it's cheap but seriously yeah
1: you know it's it's um it is a competitive market. People want those education dollars. They're not willing to spend a whole lot, but the money's there, and it's pretty constant through school district, school districts. So somebody updates to this, buys a couple hundred of those books, times that by a thousand across the u s. and it's a significant mm-hmm. market. So yep. it's interesting to see uh, Microsoft's uh, solution to this. Uh, It's pretty good looking hardware. I mean, they've got what Alcantara fabric in there. Same thing. I do believe they have that fancy steering wheel leather you like. Yeah, it's nice. But uh, yeah, that thing's kind of tiny. Looks good. It's got the uh, got the Surface Mouse that you can buy with it.
0: It's it's so it really has it has felt handrest. Alcantara. Same difference. That just no, seems like just
1: a leathery uh, microfiber felt. versus natural pounded fiber. It still seems natural like a magnet pounded.
0: for palm cheese.
1: No, it's not. Alcantara watches easy. Oh, okay. Cleans.
0: Yeah. So, awesome.
1: Uh, and so we already talked about the new Microsoft Surface Laptop announced with the Windows 10 S. Uh, so we can move on can. Right? Right. Intel gives their Atom C2000 a longer half-life. Now, if you remember correctly, a couple of months ago we talked about this. Seemingly ad nauseum, because I like to sound intelligent and use big words, but uh, Intel's C2000 series of processors which uh, are aimed more at uh, appliances such as NAS such as Routers like my PF Sense box at work, it runs mm-hmm. on a Atom C2000. All of my Synology NAS boxes they run on Adam C2000, and it had the terrible and unfortunate thing that if you run it at high enough power and TDP, it would just stop working if you rebooted the thing, and that was because physical migrations within the chips would render it inoperable. Well, apparently Jeremy, did you write this? Who wrote this? Yeah, Jeremy's enough. I wrote it. Okay. You better take over for me because I'm clueless now.
2: Ah, uh, well, uh, as you probably are aware, there was a hardware patch at the motherboard level pushed out, which would save you if your Avaton hadn't died yet. So still a lot of pissed off customers, but Hey, at least if you have something that's on the brink of dying, you can leave it and it it will continue to use. So they've released a new stepping, uh, of these chips. So any products that are going to be coming out as of about, uh, I think it was a month ago when they did it, but they didn't really announce it until about this week. They're going to not to die like you could actually go and buy something and it won't just drop dead in a couple of months, which is as I hear a very popular feature in the market now. So when I'm looking at this and, and there was a huge uh, list uh, of things because mostly we knew about the NASAs, but uh, the story that I linked to, it's a bunch of like low powered servers from uh, Asrock, Aaron, HP, Netgear, Quanta, Xenix, news like the like huge, huge list of people that are buying the Avatons because they're they're very low priced and they're very low powered, and hey, when they work, they work. It's great. I'm just hoping that uh, AMD sort of looks at that and goes, you know, we've got a couple of chips that fit into this marketplace, and and they might not have this problem with the LPC and migration. Physically, physically in the chip. So maybe next time you upgrade, you might want to think about us because we didn't die recently. So don't worry about buying a new product, but if you're going out shopping for any of the products that Josh has mentioned or that we've linked to in the past, take a look at when it was made. Just about anything has been pulled off the market right now, but there's always those couple of boxes that got left. Make sure it's been made fairly recently. You're going to be fine. If you've already got bit by it, well, there's not much I can say that is going to make you either angrier or happier.
1: Hmm. Well, good news, bad news. Seemingly, the bad news is behind us, and the good news is, well, tenuous. At best, depending on the manufacturer, implementing this in firmware. <coughs> hmm. Anyhow. Uh, moving a Naturally, re- often. Yes. And I do on my Synology boxes. In fact, it kind of forces you to. It's strange, but it works. A uh, couple of driver releases. AMD releases the Radeon software Crimson Re Live 1744. What games does it support now? It's, it's what? Oh, um, well, it adds a, a ah, shortcut. Warhammer like 40,000.
2: Yeah, one War 3. Nice. Yeah, that just uh, Oh uh, and it yeah, I, I got it with my 1080 somehow. It was awesome. Oh I nice. I haven't played it yet, but then who the hell has time to play games nowadays? Not me. So apparently uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle with this in that there was a desktop shortcut dumped on your lap on your machine to join the, uh, quick champions beta. I don't think a lot of people were really upset by it because there's a lot of people wanting to get into the quick champions beta, but at the same time, a little bit of dirty pool, uh, without a check mark to say, yeah, don't add that to my desktop, uh, for users of, uh, the new Polaris, uh, the 580 should see a little bit of gains, uh, especially under Donald war three, but I, from the notes, uh, there's a couple of other performance boosts that you're going to see on, uh, Polaris enhanced. I uh, and yes, you're, you're even highlighting something for me. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, five fifties apparently hard locked, which yep. I hadn't heard about. So, so hey, new GPU, if yeah. you got a five fifty. If you've got a 550, definitely upgrade right away.
1: Mm, nice. Well, it's it's uh, you know you got to admit AMD has really improved on the driver side tremendously. Uh, it's not nearly mm-hmm. the issues that they used to have, and I think in ways they're right. Well, up and I like their video. new front end. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've done some. But I like their new front end. Good things. And speaking, there's of a lot Nvidia. you can do without having to load. Am I cutting out again? You well, kind of. it Okay, out. I was just going to say. Sounds it. like you're really waiting yeah. for us to catch on to what you're talking about. You're kind of getting Shatner-like. Uh, it's a Canadian thing. It is. <laughs> it, uh, Nvidia. Every once in a while, they've released the new GeForce 381.89 drivers. Again, I'm guessing Warhammer support. Wow. And not that. just
2: that, but uh, the Rick and Morty VR driver.
1: Ooh. Here is the Storm 2.0. Batman Markham VR. <laughs> Virtual Regality. Wilson's Heart. I've heard you interesting things it. You know it.
2: Yeah, so have I. It, it looked like the screenshots I've seen it are very, very weird, but hey, it's, that's, that's VR for you. Let's figure out how to do it properly. Yeah, and that one's so interesting. So according
1: otherwise, uh, idle voltage reduced in some circumstances, crashing the Sniper Elite 3 has been resolved, and two blue screen instances have been fixed. So it's nice that all things are moving forward, and, uh, you know, we like uh, new uh, updated drivers. I should probably do that on my own machine, but I don't play anything, so what's the point?
2: You get to play drivers. You like driver
1: Uh, games, don't you? Yes, I I do like to install drivers and see the enhancements they bring to my usual uh, desktop and um, Google Docs experience. (laughs) That's why we all do it, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Acer announced the Predator X27 gaming monitor 4K and HDR at 144 hertz. That really hurts. Acer's been uh, pretty much top of the game lately when it comes to monitors. They had some really interesting products, um, and this is adding upon that. So 4K HDR, 144 hertz, 27-inch LCD, and scroll down a bit. I think it's, uh, it's not TN, is it? No, it's, it's, it's quantum dot technology. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm, this is the, the first QD one. Nice. This is the first one that hit the market over here. How much is that monstrosity? Are they even mention in this so far. If you have to ask Josh, you can't afford it. Wow. That looks sharp. I like the base. Yeah. yeah. It also three has three of the those it, it Oh, it does. Yes. See those two red dots? Well, I track like the wind, It's shattering my boundaries. <laughs> and it even overclocks up to 160 hertz. Wow. Yeah. Now, wasn't this the uh,
2: one that Ken was asking why the color that they sacrificed the colors or the chroma subsampling to make it 422? I'm
1: not sure. Just to get the extra refresh rate out of it? I mean, I never I'm, pay attention to Ken anyway, ever since, you know, <laughs> oh, points. Yeah. Became his own person. It's less interesting. Oh, they grow up so yeah. fast, don't they, Josh? Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be pricey. I would expect that to be in the 1500 range with Quantum Dot. Hmm. And these kind of things, yeah. eye tracking Easily. included. So it's a neat acers really kind of they they really are pushing the design and uh we like that because for many, many, many years monitor technology just blew, didn't advance, everybody had an LCD. Hmm? I
2: mean, how many how would, years did we go without really talking about monitors? Like probably a it good was ten just, years, yeah, two thousand, like yes, two thousand
1: four, two thousand five to about 2014, 2015 when things started getting interesting again. And all
2: of a sudden 4K, variable refresh rate, HDR all at once.
1: Hey look, the cat's getting up. Hey kitty. Kitty. Show us your bum. You know you want to. No, she's leaving. She's had enough of my talk. That's what cats do. Well, it's, it's what women in my life do. But... What can you do? (laughs) Vega specs grow less vague. Now, apparently, there was uh, a release of a AMD Linux driver that uh, pointed out some pretty particular specifications of upcoming Vega. Jeremy, did you write this as well?
2: Strangely enough, I did.
1: And get to I know, it.
2: I don't actually remember doing this in the middle of today, but I apparently you did. I, did. I, I remember you talking so about it. So in this. So the, uh, there's two types of DRM there. There's the bad guy and there's digital Rights management that we all hate. And then there's the portion of the Linux kernel, which deals with graphics, which is also called DRM. Now, when you're releasing a brand new hard, you have to make sure that it's going to work on Linux because thankfully Nvidia and AMD have agreed that this operating system is not going to go away and that it's worth supporting. So when they put out uh, the new version of uh, this, uh, it's an AMD driver that uh, they have the release. that has to be compatible with uh direct rendering manager. They released some information because it needs to know what hardware exists and what hardware to address. And it looks good. I uh, Vega is looking kind of sexy. So you got 64 compu- compute units, which each Lovely. have uh, 64 graphics core next. Huh.
1: Sorry. There's, there's four shader engines. And then, yep. yeah, then, then I guess sub 4096. Units.
2: Uh, well obviously you read it josh so carry on Oh yes. yeah uh well, no 4,
1: it's a 12.5 teraflops you know the latency to canada tonight is horrific Yeah, it is. We, we might have to find a horror really is the horror uh so yeah uh you can see on there 12.5 teraflops 64 rops 256 tex units can handle up to eight hardware threads. And, of course, the HBM2 2048-bit memory bus, which is going to give you some serious bandwidth, far more than what you're going to get with GDDR5 and 5X. Um, So that's, that's going to be really nice. Low latency, low power, good stuff. Now, what people are talking about is will the overall performance match up with the Terraflot specs. And that's a really big question. Uh, certainly they've they've got all the building blocks there to make a really fast card. but again, we're not expecting this until you know a couple of months time. I mean it's it's gonna be here sooner than perhaps we think but not as soon as we hope. So that gives you a general idea. But uh new specifications and some actual uh, concrete features that we know about is a good thing. It's gonna be pretty fast card, nonetheless. Just gonna be interesting to see where it stacks up with NVIDIA's line. And that's the news. And if I'm back, you're if i back, yeah. I
2: can't I can't wait to see what this memory is gonna do. Like HBM, it hey, it wasn't bad, but it's HBM2 that I, I want to see what it's going to be capable of.
1: That's yeah. that white. That white. We can only help. Anyway, hardware software picks of the week. There's few of them. I got one because, uh, you know, it's a couple of years older book. But you know what? Read a book. Do something crazy. Buy it on Kindle. Buy it in paperback. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, he's a lot of fun. Way of the Kings, Stormlight Archive, book one. Very enjoyable. So far, I'm about uh, three-quarters of the way through it, and it's hard to put down. At first, it starts off a little clunky because you're jumping all over the place, but then you get to know people, and you're interested in what each one is doing. Excellent story. Some interesting twists and plot turns. So, yeah. Do something uh, strange and uh, read a book. Jeremy, did you find anything in the last minute?
2: I'm working on it, but I think my latency's gone insane.
1: Alex. Yeah. Alex's mouse is about the uh, oh, uh, zero. It, ed- it's dash cam.
0: This whole thing, little tiny thing, Ooh. and it was like 50 bucks. You know, dash cam, 50 bucks, 32 gig card included. Runs all the time. It's great. You ever get in an accident, you have video evidence. That's better than nothing. Are you Russian? No. But I have been run off the road multiple times.
1: (gasps) That stuff doesn't happen in Wyoming much. So I don't have one. Probably should well, one, unless but. it's wildlife. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's plenty of that here. So Jeremy, I see you popped one up. Um, mm-hmm. Sure, talk about it.
2: It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Uh, and shockingly enough, uh, I was kind of amused that the first time I posted about this was back in 2014, uh, almost a month, uh, April 30th. They'd game developers develop a game in their mind that is much, much larger than they can possibly afford to make when you actually start programming. So the original stalker old game that many of you probably remember, uh, was originally intended to have vehicles, weird little wizard guys, a whole bunch of more fauna. It was about 15 times the size, uh, in land area as the game ended up being. They found some of the alpha that they did and a programmer's name, I can't think of right off the top of my head right now, essentially went and fixed it up to an almost workable state, almost workable being the key. Uh, it was a lot of fun if you could get it to work, but there were a lot of people who just had to crash a desktop the second they tried to launch it, no matter what they did. Today has been announced the director's cut of said Stalker Alpha, which has a bunch of stuff uh, brought in from Call of Pripyat and some of the sequels to it, uh, including not quite modding, but upgrade systems for your weapons, your armor, uh, your flashlights, because let me tell you, if you're in the dark in Stalker, you shouldn't be in the dark in the zone to begin with. If you are, you want a bloody flashlight unless you're going after the invisible guys, in which case, well, welcome to the reload screen. So it's a bit of a pain in the ass to install uh, as was the original but it's worth giving it a shot if you played the original Stalker and have good memories of playing the game or you have absolutely friggin no idea what I'm talking about because you're young enough that this game was out well you wouldn't have been able to play it honestly give it a shot uh, assuming you've got the time I have it to download. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to play it. I bloody well have Call of Prip yet that I haven't played yet. But I'm hoping to get at this because it's it looks like something special uh, and I can remember playing the original Stalker back when I had spare time and still have fond memories of things eating my face. It, it was an interesting <laughs> game.
1: It's a hard game. It was a hard game back in the time. It It is not easy. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, you got to be lucky and good and both. So, And it was one of those ones where you
2: didn't used to have to deal with uh, weapon degradation. And well, Stalker, uh, well, your favorite gun.
1: Sorry, she's going (laughs) to die. Anyway, that's the show for this week. You can uh, again uh, find us here at pcper.com slash podcast. Uh, Find us on Twitter, Facebook, most of the social networks. Okay, okay. Pretty much those two. I don't think Ryan has an Instagram account. kind of pointless. But. I hope not. Yeah, but uh, this was a, uh, you know, a short, sweet, sometimes painful and sometimes filled with Jeremy. <laughs> but anyway, which I'm is both Joshua short and painful. And I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. There you are. I'm Alex. Yep. And that's it. That's that's our cobbled and Jim's probably hiding in the background. Ooh. I can neither
0: confirm nor deny that.
1: That a Jimbo? Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. All yeah, right, guys. Jim hiding somewhere. Enjoy the evening
2: and good night. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at Patreon.com slash PC